Yes. Peanut butter, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcome to Disastrous. This is the show where we talk about the big old snot balls of history. That's right. Yeah. Big old goobers. And they're and green. No hanky. Mm-mm. No. Oh, uh-oh, we don't have a hanky. Or, you know what is happening instead? Your your crush, your 17th century crush, just passed you his hanky. And then you, you have to give it back to him. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. God. Like, a hanky really grosses me out. Yeah, me too. I can't deal with it. Not cool. Not chill at all. Um, but really quick, just now that you said that, when I was taking the ACTs, because in the Midwest we take... ACTs instead of the SATs. Yeah. And uh, the morning of, I got hit with this like snot. Ooh. Right. Just like, I was like, oh, I like, felt a little bit of pressure. No big deal. Went to the test. And like, as I'm sitting down, my nose starts to run like a leaky faucet. No. It was disgusting, Ugh. Hannah. And I was just, I'm just, it, my face is just leaking it's pouring snot and i asked the proctor i was like can i get like a tissue or something and she's like i don't have anything to give you so wait for it really disgusting i had to use the sleeve of the hoodie that i was wearing and like by the time i was done with the test the whole thing was just like covered in my snot and i was like this is this was a good day this is a this is good (laughs) So this was good. Disgusting. I feel really proud. I self-fived. So I was like, yeah. Uh. Hey, you you got through the test though. I did. And I'm I didn't die. And you know what? You went to some college I and did. you are now an adult. That's right. I was like, I, I I like even graduated college. You would think yeah. that shit would have stopped me right in my tracks, but I and that just goes to show that SATs and ACTs aren't the end of end of your life. No, that's exactly right. And neither is the snotty snot run on the bank out of your nose. Yeah. It's not going to, you know. It's not going to kill gonna you. Really kill you anyway. So. Unless, unless it's like a, an unknown nasal infection that will kill oh. you. That will kill you, yeah. It'll, um, its little bugs will crawl up into your brain, and live there, and kill you. Uh, so we're gonna talk about how that how that happens in history. Not a perfect metaphor, <laughs> but, but one nonetheless. <laughs> Our podcast is getting <laughs> progressively grosser the more we do this. Um, by the way, I'm Hannah, and I'm Amanda. <laughs> Just so you know. Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) Come on in. The water's fine. (laughs) And full of tangents. (laughs) So um, I'm going to preface this right now by saying Mm -hmm. this has ended up being a longer write-up than I thought, as per usual. And also I was writing it up and I was like, is anyone going to be interested in this at all? Um, But I am. So I was like. Everyone, Probably me. Everyone else can suck my nuts. <laughs> Amanda, are you a video game person? Not really. Okay. No. Um, 
I have seen, like, you know, a lot of people that I know have, like, Last of Us. One of my friends is like, you're probably going to have to start playing the game. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm bad at video games. I'm bad at, like, Mario Kart. I'm bad at, like, just, like, the most basic ones. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's not my jam. I respect it, and I, I get why people like it. It's just I've never been. Yeah, I get that. Um, I'm not great at video games, but I do like them. <laughs> so I think that um, I'm, like, the fake gamer girl that every man on Reddit is, like, afraid of. Um <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like, I love video games. And meanwhile, I'm playing like Mario and (laughs) Stardew Valley. And they're like. Yeah, like the N64 stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, have you ever fucked a prostitute in Grand Theft Auto? And I'm like, no. Like, no. I'm doing puzzles. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like. (laughs) Yeah, but have you ever crossed the pond in Zelda? (laughs) I have. (laughs) So I'm going to talk to you today about a video game that is a well-established flop. It is considered to be one of the worst video games of all time. Um, Tell me everything. Yes. So uh, do you know anything about Atari? Like, does that name mean anything? Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, one of the like OG companies that did like a lot of um, the... The ones with the joysticks and the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of the OG like home gaming systems. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. It's like an American company too, which is not as common anymore. Like a lot of them, like Nintendo is Japanese, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were a really big player in that big video game boom in the 70s. They did Pong, which is like known as like one of the most influential games in video game history. Yeah, it was like the the original video game, and it was yeah. just a ball like bouncing across the screen, and like the two little slides. You have your paddles that just go up and down. Yeah, it's air hockey, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 1982, about 10 years after Pong, uh, Warner mm-hmm. Communication, which is Atari's parent company, began to negotiate for the rights to turn a certain movie into a video game. Ooh, okay. Do you want to you want to have a little guess a poo about what that like, movie is? I want to say Tron. But mm. Was Tron? It, Tron might have been a game first. I know. I think I'm getting it like mixed up like the opposite way because it was definitely a game first. Um, God, I don't know. It, I'm like, I can only think of like Mario, Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, <laughs> No, no, no. You're not supposed to know about this video game. That's okay. (laughs) Okay, good, good. good. People hated it. (laughs) So um, the movie that they were looking for the rights to, to turn into a video game, is the Steven Spielberg classic, (gasps) E.T. That was a video game? They were going to turn the movie. So it comes out in 82, and Mm -hmm. within like a few months of it coming out, Warner Communications is like, we want the rights to turn this into a video game. Um, They had just done one for Raiders of the Lost Ark, which had ended up being pretty successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And Atari eventually paid $20, $25 million for these rights. About $50, $75 million today. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) 
The CEO of Atari, however, was not super enthusiastic. So, like, Warner Communications had made this call, and Ray Kasser, who was the CEO, said, I think it's a dumb idea. We've never really made an action game out of a movie. Um, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. You're like, I don't know, man. Try. <laughs> Give it a shot. So they uh, they picked Howard Scott Warshaw to begin development of the game. Um, and they picked this man because Spielberg specifically asked for him. Oh. Yeah. So, Any reason why or just? Uh, because he had worked on the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. And okay. they were like, cool. He's done it once. Yeah. <laughs> we know this guy. Um, Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> So, he was offered $200,000 and an all-expense-paid vacation to Hawaii. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait. This was in 82? Yeah. It's still not very good. (laughs) I know. It seems like he's like a a, a big dude in this industry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, they're like, all right, you're gonna pioneer this whole thing. We put millions and millions of dollars into it. We're gonna give you a coupon to Burger King and a new <laughs> pair of Converse high tops. And he's like, okay. I just love that he was like, could I get like dental? Could I get like a four hundred one k? They're like, no, but we will send you to Hawaii <laughs> because we have three trips to Hawaii that we have to use or we lose them. <laughs> Right. We got points and, you know, they're going to expire. So we figured you, I mean, whatever my wife wanted to go, but she'll get over it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> or you know what? You could go with my wife. <laughs> it's the 1980s. We all hate our wives right now. <laughs> right. It's the cool thing to do. <laughs> to hate your wife. Wow. So this guy. it's July 27th when he's tapped to work on the film. They... Okay are giving him a deadline of September 1st. So that is just about one month to develop yeah. a game. That's too fast. Yeah, it's pretty fast. Um, That's too fast to develop Pong. Like, I, 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 yeah, so his previous projects had taken about six to seven months. Um, right. Nowadays, I think the only things that take a few months are like mobile games, you know, on your phone. Yeah. Everything else nowadays is taking, like, fucking years. A really <laughs> long time. And they, I'm sorry, they only gave him $200,000. It's like, how much effort do you want to put into this? Well, another thing was, like, he was kind of, like, I was kind of intrigued by the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, like, doing Greatest Race, like, video game edition. Dude, I kind of love this guy's energy. He's, I know. He's, like... I'm a, I'll give him my best shot. Yeah, he's an icon. Like, what, what do I have to lose? Later on, he's quoted. People are like, oh, does it bug you that you were involved with making, like, one of the worst video games of all time? He was like, you know what? I made one of the best video games of all time. Made one of the worst video games of all time. Pretty impressive when you think about it. Exactly. It's like you roll the dice, man. Like, you get offered some stuff and you show up. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't Sometimes it's aces. Sometimes, you know, you crap out. Um, so, yeah, like The Last of Us Part Two took at least six years to make. Um, 
And, you know, that's like a world of difference away from something like Pong or like, you know, E.T. or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, the storyline is different. Um, For sure. But still. So, (laughs) they developed this E.T. game. And Spielberg was not impressed with the concept. Oh, really? He wasn't impressed with a month of work? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't impressed with uh, the game. He never really wanted to be made at all. (laughs) (laughs) And what the guy came out with after a month in Hawaii. (laughs) I like... He's like, it would be better, but they sent me to Hawaii, like, (laughs) right away. I like to think that the Hawaii trip and the month of development overlapped. (laughs) Overlapped. And he's like sipping my ties, being like, oh, fucking no, he's just an alien guy. Technically, technically, you've got two weeks in the office and two weeks on vacation. (laughs) See if you can piece something together down there, Manny. And he was like, "Mm." he's chatting up some like couple at the bar in in Hawaii. He's like, so here's the thing. I have a thing. Okay. So you got this alien, right? Maybe really big, big, big eyes, right? Like, like yeah. E.T. And then maybe we give him, like, a sword or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, like, Mortal Kombat, but E.T. <laughs> that would have been so much better. And this couple was like, get away from us. <laughs> and the couple's like, oh, is that with that young Drew Barrymore? I just love her. <laughs> I just love that Drew Barrymore. She's really going to be something, I think, that little baby. <laughs> Oh, I do love oh, Drew Barrymore. Me too. Okay. <laughs> so, even though Spielberg was not thrilled, he is quoted as saying, couldn't you do something more like Pac-Man? And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, E.T.'s just like, note. chomping? <laughs> or do you mean to say, like, could you do something as iconic as Pac-Man? <laughs> like... Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I would love an E.T. themed Pac-Man where he's just eating those, like, Reese's Pieces. (laughs) Well, you will see. That's a bit of what you get. (laughs) Yes. But, like, imagine, like, Spielberg pitches a movie and someone's like, "Ah, could you make it a little more like Jaws? (laughs) And he's like, oh, so about a shark? Like, you want me to make another movie about a shark? And they're like, no, just, like, as iconic as Jaws. Nothing about a shark, though. <laughs> I think you're focusing a little too much on the shark. We just want something big, 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 big. Something good. You know, and successful. <laughs> something good. Okay. So, we only have a month. So, we are skipping the audience testing portion of development. Certainly, we don't need that one. <laughs> we don't need it. We don't need it. Why would we want other people's opinions? We have Spielberg's. Yeah. And you know what? He didn't like it. He didn't like it. So audiences might not like it either. And if we're not taking Steven Spielberg's opinion, why would we take Joe Schmo's opinion? <laughs> yeah. These motherfuckers? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no. Shit. <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> All right. So at this time in history, the video game market is really stable. Um, people have them in their homes. Arcades are thriving. And at the same time, the movie was so popular that they're like, okay, this shit's going to fly. You know, this Mm -hmm. is going to be crazy successful. Um, And that was their expectation. Well, and that kind of makes sense, too, because you're like, no matter how bad it is, the movie is super popular right now. So, like, 
people are going to buy it yeah. really no matter what. It's like, I went to see Wonder Woman 1984, and it wasn't mm-hmm. as good, but the success of Wonder Woman, the first one, got me in the door. It got me there. You Absolutely. just got to get me in the door. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was disappointed by Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, me too. I mm. loved Wonder Woman. <gasps> one of my favorite movies. One. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. And I was like, well, 84 is just going to be that much better. I was like, huh. Loved some of the vibes they were going for. Some of the decisions I said, I don't know about this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly skipped the audience uh, opinion part when it comes <laughs> to me. <laughs> I never got a questionnaire. I'll tell you that much. All right, so we're going to pause in the development uh, part of the story, and I'm just going to tell you about the gameplay of the game. Great. Okay. I'm so excited to hear it. So you control E.T., kind of like from a bird's eye view. Um, So you're a little E.T. bopping around. The story of the game is your interplanetary telephone has broken apart into three pieces that are scattered around the world in, like, random pits. Okay. They're just pits with your little pieces of telephone. Okay. Yeah. You got to collect all the pieces and then go to a, like a, an environment, an area where you phone home. At that okay. point, a clock pops up, counts down. You need to make your way to the spaceship landing zone before the clock counts down and the ship arrives. Okay. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. Simple enough premise. Um, yeah. It seems like they weren't totally, they were like kind of following the story of the movie, mm-hmm. but not like totally, like yeah, nowadays. Yeah, like kind of loosely based. Yeah. Nowadays it would probably be much more like exact. Um, mm-hmm. So after you finish, the game starts over, same difficulty level, but three new locations for the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's two weeks of development right there. (laughs) They were like, so does it need to get harder? And they were like, you know what? They just got to buy it. (laughs) Yeah. They don't got to play it. what happens. (laughs) We already got the money. Yeah. Um, So as E.T., you have three lives. If you die three times, Elliot can come and revive him. So that's like, yay, we got Elliot in there. Um, you have an energy bar and it'll like deplete while you do things and you can replenish it by finding Reese's pieces. Okay. All right. There we go. Um, cute. There are like different environments that are areas from the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are antagonists, which are scientists who will capture Mm -hmm. E.T. and take him away for observation and an Mm -hmm. FBI agent who will chase E.T., confiscate pieces of the telephone or pieces of the candy so like we actually it sounds like more than you know i kind of expected yeah Yeah. we've got foes i mean it it does sound like pac-man a little bit yeah (laughs) you you wander around this kind of area here and there's sometimes ghosts and sometimes cherries and And you can go one way and show up on the other side of the screen (laughs) yeah exactly um yeah it's it's it has a plot when you think about the witcher 3 the wild hunt which is a game that almost made me cry while i was playing it (laughs) not the same (laughs) right but you know you get what you get yeah 
Especially in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay. So it's time for the game to be released. They had that really short uh, span of time because they were aiming for that Christmas market. You know, everyone wants to get out before Christmas. Um, Listen to our episode on Black Friday. Yeah. (laughs) So Atari was like, this is going to be the game of the season. Right? This is going to be the Christmas gift that everyone wants and is fighting over. Sure. (laughs) And at first, retailers ordered a lot of supply. But then a lot of retailers canceled their orders because other competitive games entered the market. Oh, so it wasn't even because their game was shitty. It was just like... Other good games came out. And it's like, I don't know, maybe E.T. came out in like late September and then like fucking the last of us part one <laughs> comes out yeah. November yeah. 12th. Like, Oh okay. yeah, we got to stock the last of us. We can't be stocking ET. Right. Um, it, okay. Yeah. I know the last of us isn't that old. Okay guys. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> no, actually, notes. you know what? Leave a comment. <laughs> yeah. It. Right. Fight me. Um, <laughs> At first, it seemed like it was going to be successful. It was in the top four of the Billboard magazine's top 15 video games. Uh, 1.5 million units were sold upon release. Um, okay. Yeah. And 2.6 million by the end of 1982. But That's really not bad. <laughs> I love the idea of some dude being like, hey, listen, I'm so good at my job. I can do it for two weeks. And still sell, like, <laughs> two, two and a half million units. Yeah. Millions of units. Yeah. It's hilarious, honestly. Um, there was one report that 700,000 units had been returned by 83. So, oops. Um, one retailer <laughs> had accounted for the high sales by saying that mostly grandmothers bought the game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're like, watch this. Oh, I heard oh. about E.T. <laughs> I've, I've watched E.T. with my grandson, and he's always playing on his Atari. Um, yeah, exactly. And, but in the same year, uh, children much preferred the game Pitfall. That was released in the same year and would go on to be considered one of the greatest video games ever made. So Really? Yeah. Pitfall. I feel like I haven't heard of that one. You just swing over a pit. (laughs) It looks like it has the same vibe as like Snake, maybe. I don't fucking know. There's got to be something more. Yeah, there's got to be something. (laughs) Something about it. So. Maybe win win money like DraftKings or something like that. So, uh, E.T. seemed to sell a lot of games, but Atari had produced way more cartridges than they sold they like i think they produce like over four million cartridges or something um how much money did they lose i don't actually know how much money they lost oh boy quick google break let's see sorry atari (laughs) apparently what what um oh my god what that giggle makes me (laughs) think it's really bad Okay, so I don't actually know what how much E.T. specifically lost, but in 1983, the company reported a $536 million loss. Oh, 
work. Yeah. Um, and I'll get into something that's that so much. kind of speaks to that a little bit. But oh my God, that's so much. Uh, there was one report that stated that four million were made and, you know, produced, and then uh, three point five million were returned <laughs> to the company. <laughs> Oh my god! There, Percentage-wise, that's really not bad. good. That's not good. There's like a lot of numbers that are thrown out, but mm-hmm. um, I think at the end of the day, we just know that they produce way more than they ever could have sold. Ugh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so people are playing the game, and there are also problems there because the game was kind of broken. Um. Had some bugs, had some glitches. A little bit. There were these pits where you found the phone pieces, right? Um, okay. And I watched a video of a guy playing it. He had, like, you know, hooked up a cartridge in 2012 or whatever and played on YouTube. And it's, like, 10 pits in your screen. It's, like, I would say 20% of the screen is not pits, which is what? <laughs> too many pits. Yeah, on one screen for sure. Like, what if you, I mean, like, you can travel from one side to the other and then, like, the next screen has a yeah. pit. But, like, yeah. Um, they're, and they're really easy to fall into. Like, your little E.T. guy, it looks like you're not near the pit and then all of a sudden you've fallen into the pit. You're in it. And it's kind of hard to figure out how to get up out of the pit. Um. <laughs> And I watched this video of this guy playing the game and he would get out of the pit and immediately fall back into it and get out of the pit and immediately fall back into it. And this is a man who I think, you know, is posting gaming videos on YouTube. I'm assuming he's got some skill. Most of them are like, oh, yeah, I tested out this game, this game. Like, that's just their job. Yeah. Just to play every game. And he's probably like, what the yeah (laughs) it was on the voiceover he was like oh i seem to have fallen in the pit again Uh, and i'm out and ah hmm i seem to be back in the pit (laughs) with the complete nonchalance of a guy who's played every single game at every level he's just like huh this is this is getting mildly frustrating um (laughs) got excellent bedside manner also yeah <laughs> and the problem with this is like it's a game that's marketed at kids because the storyline and like the gameplay is relatively simplistic but then it takes yeah. like a lot of skill and practice to get good at like finishing the game and it's like well that's not a recipe for success no 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 and they had like what 80 percent of their game returned yeah <laughs> So I get that they had all those returns and that $536 million loss is also partially due to the video game industry crisis in 1983, which some people cite the E.T. game as one of the main causes (laughs) the video game industry crisis industry. (laughs) Oh, man. This guy's in Hawaii. Like, him more money. <laughs> yeah. He's in Hawaii. He's like, oh, I don't know if I have a job to go back to. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is my ties delicious. Uh, I guess I live here now. <laughs> I guess. I 
ain't going back. No, oh, that. <laughs> All expenses paid forever and ever, right? Okay, so I'm getting to the end of it. Don't worry. We have <laughs> we have millions of ET game cartridges sent back to Atari. What are we gonna do? Well, September of 1983, the Alamogordo Daily News, which is a newspaper in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Um, reported that 10 to 20 semi-trailer truckloads of Atari boxes, cartridges, and systems from a storehouse in El Paso, Texas, were crushed and buried at a landfall in the city and then covered with concrete. Oh my god, like how you bury a car because you don't want to pay to get it demolished. (gasps) Oh my god. They like... They like dumped... It's like a disposal site of a body. Yeah, they made a mass grave for this fucking (laughs) EC game. That's what it is. What in the world? So there were rumors that E.T. was like one of the things that was buried amongst the rubble. But they were just kind of urban legends, right? Because people love to kind of like riff on the E.T. game. And yeah. So... And I love an urban legend, too. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, what? (laughs) Like... They're mutating. (laughs) And that's how The Last of Us was created. Oh, my God. (laughs) The the mushroom, the fungus virus. Yeah, the Corsa. Is the E.T. mutation. (laughs) I'm like, just put it all together. Think about it, man. (laughs) They don't want us to know. They don't want us to know the truth. (laughs) This is deep state shit. It goes all the way to the top. I see you, Joe Biden. Joe. Joe, like... Fuck, I can't do it. Biden. Biden your time until the E.T. game comes out of the ground. There it is. Nice. I like that. Um, so it was just a myth. It was just an urban legend until 2014. When an Ottawa-based entertainment company got landfill access to create a documentary and excavate the burial site. No. On April 26, 2014, the remnants of E.T. were discovered. (gasps) Oh, my God. What did they do with it? Well, in December of 2014, the Smithsonian added an (gasps) E.T. game cartridge to their collection. Cementing yes. the game's place in history. It's behind plexiglass now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get to it. Dude, this thing's bulletproof. You can't people do anything are, now. People are really mad at this. They try and attack all the time. Yeah, uh. we got undercover people from Atari and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> oh, Steven Wearing Sp- that fake nose and mustache. Steven Spielberg is like, Jaws 2 through 4 already took me down. I can't let a team make it worse. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh. So, yeah, that is my long story of the floppiest video game to ever flop. And now that we've discussed this, I kind of want to know what movie you would turn into a video game. Mm, oh, my God. I love when you ask me these questions. <laughs> um... I have a lot of like I really like um like eighties classic comedies. Mm. Maybe like Breakfast Club could be fun. 
Ooh. I like, was thinking Groundhog's Day. Ooh. <gasps> and you have to like find the right combination to make the day stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think I would like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking how to lose a guy in 10 days. Okay. <laughs> his car on fire and you, there you go. <laughs> and you play as kate hudson and you're like in the iconic yellow dress and matthew mcconaughey yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have to like and they're like option a kill his plant option two you know break into his apartment and like, option three commit his murder you know like yeah. and it's like you have to lose a guy in 10 days without getting arrested I would play this game and there's like a love bar for how much you're falling in love with him Mm -hmm. and about like how close you are to losing him Mm. TM 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 disastrous podcast TM 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 maybe we should get into video game development (laughs) maybe that's our calling yeah Oh my god, well thank you for telling me about that. That's Yes. Wild and hilarious. Yeah. It's, oh my god. It's so goofy and dumb and uh, not and leading just... to the crash of the industry. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh. I mean, well, do you remember when all that GameStop shit went down? With Wall Street? Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. Oh my god. I think people potentially underestimate video games because i think right now we're in another kind of golden age of video games Mm -hmm. and like yeah people fucking love that shit including hannah listen if i can ever figure out how to play one (laughs) your your girl is gonna be unstoppable okay don't call me don't text me you know what i'm doing i almost failed my senior year of college (laughs) No, shut up. No, like not actually. (laughs) Not actually, but that is when my friend gave me The Witcher. And I was like addicted to playing it. And it was also when the show was coming out. And I would play music from the show on Spotify while playing the game. Would recommend. And so immersive, super the, immersive. The music from the show in my 2020 Spotify wrapped was like my number one thing. <laughs> yes. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's okay. Yeah, no shame in that because I was just living my best life and yeah, just doing Hannah. I'm sorry, I was immersing myself in the storytelling. <laughs> Anything wrong with that? Come at me, fight me. I should have been getting extra points towards my theater major <laughs> not points <laughs> that's not how college yeah. works whatever how school works <laughs> all right well do you want to tell the people how to uh find follow us and yes. do the thing yes 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 we are um you can email us at disastrouspod at gmail.com we are on instagram at disastrous pod and we're on tiktok at disastrous lee pod mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 that's all all correct all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh and also hey rate review and subscribe leave leave some love in in a comment um yeah. and send it to a pal 
Absolutely. If you think somebody wants to hear about like old timey games or old timey, you know, plagues or old timey, you know, beer explosions, that's us. And also, here's my goal. I think what would really um, help listenership, uh, we put this on, on some Reddit page so that men can get angry about me not knowing things, <laughs> specifically about video games. And Which already happens to me in real life. <laughs> I know, right? Might as well capitalize on it. <laughs> it is. Keep those comments coming, man. Just keep yeah. them coming. <laughs> yes, well, um, please leave us all the love or hate mail, whatever you want to do. <laughs> We're pretty secure in ourselves at this point. So, um, yes, I am Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And this has been Disastrous, and we hope you keep listening uh, because we love you and respect you, and we will catch you on the Flippy Floppy. Bye. Bye.